Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week's episode will be all about Poshmark and reselling during the holiday season. Just around the corner, we got to get ready, talk about what our strategy is. Are we going on vacation mode? Are we prepping? What's happening? So before we get into that, there is a lot to touch base on this week. Yes, we've had an eventful reselling week and a lot to catch up on. We're going to do this What's New This Week segment a little different than we normally do. Usually we kind of go back there's and a lot forth, of I share, you share. But yeah, exactly. There's so much overlap this week. So we just have some key topics and we're just going to talk about them yeah. in a bullet point method. <laughs> so the first one this week is Buffalo Exchange. Give us the rundown. Like what happened this week? Buffalo Exchange, if you don't know, is a buy-sell trade store, kind of like Plato's Closet. It seems like they're a little less well-known than Plato's as far as like how many locations they have, but they also seem like they're just a notch trendier than Plato's to me. It just feels like a cooler vibe in there, and they have things priced up a lot higher than Plato's Closet, but same idea where you can bring your old clothes in and then you can sell them to them as a buy sell trade store or trade it out for store credit so we've heard a lot of people having luck taking inventory that they source either from the bins or just things that they get a good deal on at the regular thrift store and making kind of regular pit stops into buy sell trade stores like buffalo exchange to try to trade out their inventory that they got for a lower cost to trade it out for some brands that are easier found at a buy sell trade store like Buffalo Exchange or Plato's Closet. And that's something that's been kind of on our list that we've been wanting to try. Yeah, definitely. So this week we were like, this is the week I want to try it. <laughs> Here we go. So I had gone to the bins twice the week previously and I had set aside like a laundry basket full of stuff that it's like, I could list on my own Poshmark, but it's just some of those brands that don't sell for a lot and also don't sell very quickly for me typically. So brands kind of like just some like mall brands like Target, um, Wild Fable, Universal Threads, some of those also like PacSun or Brandy Melville or... Um, yeah, Forever 21, just like some of those brands where you find a lot of them, especially at the bins or even at the regular thrift store, and they're usually not priced too high. But it's one of those where it's like even like best case scenario, we could really sell them on our own Poshmarks for like $20 or more likely less than that. And a lot of them seem to sit kind of for at least like a few weeks. So we're like, these are the items that it's like, if they're a cute style, maybe it would be worth it to, to trade them in at like a Plato's Closet or Buffalo Exchange and get at least a little bit of credit or cash from those places. And 
be able to trade, like make the trade like that day and just keep the inventory moving a little faster. So right. maybe you'd only get a couple bucks for each of the things, but it's just kind of speeding up the process of getting, getting it traded and trading it out for like some better brands that you think you could sell for like a higher ASP. Definitely. So that was kind of like the theory that we've been wanting to try, but I, I don't know how you felt Maddie, but I felt pretty hesitant about doing this because I'm like, uh, like I know when I sell to Play-Doh's when I've done that in the past, just with my own personal clothes before we even got into reselling, I'm like, I know I could get more for these on Poshmark. So it's like, I'm more willing to spend the time taking photos and listing it to get like a better profit. But I just heard brave things about people doing this. So it is something we wanted to experiment with. So I made the laundry basket full of some of these brands from the bins. And first I brought it into Play-Doh's. It was like scary bringing it in because it's just like, I was embarrassed if they didn't take anything or just right like, I know we've mentioned before like the Plato's employees are always really cool and like young <laughs> Gen Z and I just felt so chuggy with my selections <laughs> so I'm worried too at uh Plato's because I've seen people sell at Plato's a lot and normally they like take a little time to process it and then they come back and then they're like okay we're able to offer you X amount of dollars for these things. And here's the rest that we didn't select. And it's kind of like, doesn't give you time to figure out like, okay, what did they take? How much does that equal? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to figure out if, if, if it's a good deal for you or not. So that was kind of my concern with selling at Play-Doh's initially that it was like, you were going to get too late into the process to back out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, I feel like the price breakdown per item sometimes is only like two or $3, maybe $4 per piece. So it's yeah. like, is this worth it or not? Plato's doesn't have things marked up yeah. that much. I mean, like for the jeans, they can only go up to $25 and it's like, you're only getting a cut of that. So I don't know. Yeah. Some of the so shirts are only I mean, we were still a little more hesitant. Like, yeah. is this even worth it? Or is it worth it to just list it on your own? Yeah. But anyway, gave them the bin, walked around the store. I will say s- smooth process. Like they had it all set up with text messaging, which mm-hmm. was new to me since the last time I guess I had sold with Play-Dohs where um, they don't have to like call your name or anything. You just like checked in with them. They took it. Uh, I went in the morning, so there wasn't too many people there. And just with that, it only took like 25 minutes for them to like check through everything. And then I got a little beep text message on my phone saying that my buy was ready. So I made my way up to the co- the counter and I had been, you know, shopping at Play-Doh's while I was waiting. So I had a few pairs of jeans and like a top from free people that I was planning to buy. Yeah. So if anything, I'm thinking at least this will be like a credit towards what I'm going to buy, even if it's yeah. not a lot to help offset the cost of some of this, what I would consider consider like a little bit better inventory so I went up there and they told me they were taking I can't remember how many things it was it's like 15 things or something and they were able to offer me like 64 dollars so I was like kind of happy with that because I was just I was honestly just scared they weren't going to take anything and also 64 (laughs) dollars for a bunch of stuff that I got at the bins the week before I was like okay like yeah keeps it moving i don't have to take any photos i don't have to do anything with this besides just like swing through here and then i had 64 dollars off of my total of the stuff i was planning to buy uh from play-dohs anyway and as you know if you listen to the podcast like we regularly go to play-dohs and just like buy stuff straight up so i'm like if anything this just helps offset my cost of goods there 
So I was happy with that. So then I was feeling a little inspired and I'm like, listen, I haven't been to Buffalo Exchange in like a year, but I feel like I should just take this same bin into Buffalo Exchange since I have it already just to see what they'll do. I was planning on heading to the bins that afternoon anyway, and Buffalo Exchange was on the way. So why not just swing through and see what you can do? So I stopped into Buffalo Exchange. Buffalo Exchange, it's like it was so much busier than Play-Doh's. Like the racks were like full, tons of great brands. I literally just started looking at like one rack and it was just like hit after hit such like cool (laughs) items and even before i walked in i kind of started getting stage fright again about my (laughs) about my items so i was like okay i don't think because it was all the plato's closet like rejects that they didn't even want so i was like oh gosh like buffalo exchange is even a step up in my mind from plato's so i'm like i'm not even gonna bring it all in because i'm like embarrassed and I don't want them to like just start looking through my basket and be like, this is all junk. Like we're just not going to take anything. You don't want to like offend them. Yeah. <laughs> so I had like a reusable tote bag in my car and I'm like, I'm just going to put like some good items and like kind of try to stack the deck more on this later of like putting like my best yeah. remaining things towards the top and <laughs> figuring that out. And so I had my little bag. I went in there. I will say my, the Buffalo Exchange like it was just such like a professional and like positive experience bringing it in. So they have like a separate buying counter. That's like nowhere near the cash register at my store, which is kind of nice. Cause then you don't kind of feel like, I don't know. It was just like a little more secluded and less like, you don't feel like in the way. <laughs> yeah. And like, it doesn't feel like, it feels like there's people, it feels like at Plato's there's like the cashiers and then there's the buyers, but they're all kind of wearing a lot of hats and doing a lot of it at once. So it's like, I feel like if they get busy at Play-Dohs, then they might go through your things faster and make like quicker, more rash decisions. Where at Buffalo, it seemed like they had a buying counter that was separate where these people were like solely tasked with buying. Yeah. So they had, you know, their system in place for that. So I go to the counter and the guy working was like, hey, have you sold this before? And I'm like, I don't think, I don't think I ever have sold to a Buffalo exchange before. So this was like totally new to me. Right. And he was so great. He like walked me through everything. He was like, okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to take your stuff. I'm going to look at it. If we decide it's a style we do want to purchase from you, um, I'm going to look up on my like computer here, how much we would be able to market for. And you would be able to get 25% for um, like, so if we're marking something for $20, you would get $5 in cash basically. But he's like, if you're willing to take a store credit with us, then you would get 50% of our price for marking it. So you would get $10. So yeah. Um, I liked how he broke that down because at Plato's, it was a little more blind. Like, I don't really know how they were coming up with the prices. They didn't like tell me a certain percentage of what anything right. they were trying to do. So I like that he did that. And then as he was going through the bag, he like was like, it, it actually was a good thing, but it also could seem kind of intimidating because he was like going through the items one by one, basically like in front of me. And He'd be like, okay, so I decided I want to take this white blouse. We're going to mark it at $19. So you'll get $8 of credit or $4 of cash. Yeah. Anything he would take, he would like kind of call out those prices to me. So I could kind of keep track of what was happening and exactly like, I feel like it gave me a good stopping point. If he would have pulled something out and been like, oh, we're going to mark this for $10. You can get like $250 in cash or $5. And if I thought I could really get more for that on Poshmark, I could have like, canceled that specific item right then you know what I mean like definitely it was a little more itemized yeah I liked that too 
Yeah. So he ended up only taking like four or five things. But then when he gave me the full breakdown, it was like, okay, you would get like $25 of cash or I can offer you like, I think it was like close to $50 of store credit. Yeah. And for four items from the bins, I was like, this is, feels illegal. This is amazing to have a $50. This is like best case scenario. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll take the credit. And it's really easy. They just, it's all about your phone number and your ID. So they're like, just whenever you're ready to go to cash register, they'll just ask for your phone number and we'll have this saved that you have this much credit with us. And I'm like, cool. Um, so I went and looked at the jeans and I found right off the bat, a pair of a Goldie jeans, a couple pairs of Everlane jeans, some Wilfred leather pants. And like, that was only like the one rack I looked at. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm not even gonna look at the rest right now because this my this will be cover my credit and I'll have to pay a little more. So I'm just going to take this and then go to the bins from there. But, oh my gosh, I was on such like a, what a rush. What a rush. Yeah. <laughs> just have such a rush from getting to trade in. It was like the most random items they took. It was literally like yeah. a Shein white blouse. And I like, I honestly can't even remember. I, th- I know I brought some free people jeans, but they were like ones that I had sourced at the bins that were like, not what I would consider to be like a super in-demand style. And they were like- Very small know, size. Yeah, they seemed like almost kind of, I don't know if they were shrunk, but they they were marked size 31, but they looked like really tiny. So I don't know what was going on there, but they took them and I think they were going to mark them for like almost $30. So I got quite a bit of credit for those. Yeah. And it was just so exciting. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to like come here every- I need to come here frequently and do this. Cause if I could trade out a few bins items every week that I paid, like my cost of goods for the four items they took had to have been $4, maybe $5 max. Yeah. Yeah. From the bins. And then to trade those in, not have to do any work with listing them on my own and be able to basically trade it out for, I think I got like two and a half pairs of pants Yeah, with my credit that are brands that I like know and I'm excited to find. So I was obsessed. So I I went home and then I called you, let you know what just happened, freaked out. Well, you were posting on your stories kind of throughout the day (laughs) of the updates. And I remember seeing the update and you were saying like, oh, I traded out for these bins items and I got these four pairs of jeans and you flipped them over and it was a goldie. And I like sat back in my chair. I was like pumped. I was like, what is happening? How is this? You shouldn't be able to trade bins items for a Goldie, but it happened. Yeah. (laughs) And like, yeah. So then of course I had to talk to you and like get the full details what happened. And I was like, oh, I've been meaning to go too. I like really want to do that and try it. Even just to go look around at Buffalo Exchange. I mean, if you can find Goldies for a decent price, I'll just pay straight up. (laughs) But I was like, oh, they close at eight. It was kind of like, it was like six o'clock at this point. I was like, I should just go just look around. And you're like, bring some items. Just pack a bag quick of some things that you think, you know, would fit the criteria we were talking about that you got for a really low price and maybe aren't moving. And just see if they'll take anything. Just try it. So we were like FaceTiming and looking through my closet and I found some items. I think I brought about 12 items and we were definitely <laughs> stacking the deck 
because you were like, you definitely want to hit them with like a showstopper item right away, just so they know it's like, okay, this bag is worth looking at the rest of the items, which I totally agree. So I like some psychology there. It's like, you got to get them hooked. So they're like, oh, this person has really good stuff. Oh, I should keep going. Yeah. And like fold them really nicely. So I stacked my deck with on top a pair of mother jeans that I got at a thrift store for $4. And it's like, yeah, I would love to sell them, you know, on Poshmark for a little more, but it has been a couple months now and they're a really small size, kind of similar to your free people jeans where it's like they would sell eventually, but I was like, might as well stack the deck with these. I only got them for $4. I did that. I had a Lulu's romper that I thought was pretty good. Those are like the top two items. So I put those right on top. Then I had some like Target brands from the bins. Um, you had stuff from like our bins trip that we went like September 2020, <laughs> right? Yeah. I had at least one sweater in there from then. Mm-hmm. And yeah so i did the same thing totally same setup where they had the two separate counters which i agree was really nice that you just didn't feel like you were in the way of the buyers and it just it felt more formal than maybe plato's would and they did the same thing my store was like oh do you have an appointment and i was like oh no like i'll just come back and they're like oh no it's fine but just next time make an appointment so if you're considering doing this to check on your store website to see if they're requiring appointments. I looked on mine and like all the appointment selections were available. So I don't think it's like too big of a deal if you if you're gonna do it last minute or something. But yeah, they started going through the bag and the first two items she looked at and she put on like up like one side of the counter and then the third item which was just like some target sweater or something she puts in like a separate pile and then this loft sweater that I got at the bins in Fort Worth she puts with the target sweater and she's like okay so we are gonna buy a few things from you today so we'll go ahead and set up your account and I was like yes like I just want them to buy one thing yeah (laughs) it's so embarrassing if they don't buy anything but yeah, she started doing that. And then she was like, okay, so we're going to buy the loft sweater for this much and the target sweater for this much. And I'm like, what? I thought you were buying the, <laughs> like in my head. I'm like, I the other totally- pile. Yeah. Like, was there a mix up? Yeah. <laughs> so I totally agree with like what they took was maybe not in my mind, like the best, the top brands, but they are looking for style for sure yeah Yeah, it seemed totally random the things she took compared to what she didn't take so it was yeah really eye-opening but I agree it was nice when she was like going through as she went like saying what they would take it for so I could like in my head okay that's you know how much would I get for it as it was happening rather than like after the fact finding out how to make a more full picture decision than just have play-dohs where they're like okay yeah and she was like okay, like this is the amount you could get in cash. This is the amount you could get in credit. Similar to yours, it was like 49 and change I could get in credit. And I was like, oh, I'll just go look around. She's like, either way, just go to the cash register at the end and let them know what you decide. So I liked that it was kind of open-ended. Like I knew I was probably going to do the credit just in case, or like even if I didn't buy something that day, just like being a reseller thinking like I'll find something here eventually. But I liked that you didn't have to make a choice like right there, like what you were going to do, you know, before shopping around a little bit. But, but yeah, I did the same thing. I checked out all the pants. I found 
a pair of Wilfred leather like legging style pants and a pair of show me your moo like bell bottom pants and i got both of those and still had like some store credit left over and i think she only took like six items and they were all either from the bins or one of them was from my eBay experiment last year. So I got it for $6 and they did take it for like, I got more than the $6 I paid. So I like <laughs> turned, win, win. turned a profit and was like, oh my gosh, I should, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I've been sitting on this for a while. So yeah, it was really exciting. And like those two items I feel way better about than the six items that they took you know what I mean yeah like I I feel like they'll sell a lot quicker and I feel like I'll make more money overall by selling those two items than I would have made for all six yeah so a little bit of different like scenario where I had already like obviously taken the time to list these items but I mean at some point kind of cut your losses and trade it out for something better i'm so inspired to look through my old inventory just to be like yeah i could trade these in for some things that i think would do sell a lot faster and for a better price it's like that's worth yeah and kind of refresh your inventory where now i don't have to maybe see those items where like i'm like (laughs) oh i've had these forever or like oh it's not gonna sell for as much but yeah this was we keep using the word game changing this week when we talk about that whole night after we went, we were like, this is our business model. This is game changing. This is like new info. Yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy too, because when we go to the bins, sometimes we don't pick up the like target brand stuff just because we're like, Oh, you know, is it going to be worth the time to flip it? it? And after the posh fees, I make make like $10 total. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I feel like we have left a lot of items behind that Buffalo might have taken. Yeah. So it'll be interesting too, to keep selling with them a little bit more to see, you know, to like validate our thoughts on what they're taking versus what they're not taking. So we can gauge that better when we're at the bins or at the thrift store or whatever to pick up these items to potentially bring straight there. Um, and it'll be like, I mean, this was only like one day of like a short experiment with this. So I feel like we'd get better and better at kind of knowing what they're looking for too. So that would help. Yeah. And it's like, I know both of us being in Phoenix and Dallas, it's like, there's other options too, as far as like, I think like clothes mentor or Mm, uptown cheapskate. Yeah. Yeah. And just different, different ones like that we could try. Plus it's like, I know in Phoenix, I think there's uh, at least another, another one Buffalo exchange um, in one of the different areas. Oh, um, really? So there's two Buffalo exchanges I could try it at. Plus, I think there's like three Plato's closets. So it's like, I feel like even if they don't take everything, I, I don't I don't think they will take everything that you brought them from the, from the bins right. or from your old items. But, you know, you could just kind of keep a basket going and just bring it back. Because I think sometimes it just depends on what they're looking for. Or day. like which employee you got yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, personal taste. Yeah. Or but, season yeah. too. Because we were looking through our closets. Like I've gotten a lot of shorts at the bins. But yeah. we were kind of like, well, maybe we'll wait a couple months. And they'll be more into buying shorts at that point. 
Those I had some like BDG that Urban Outfitters brand that actually does okay at Poshmark. Yeah. Um, but I find that at the bins a lot, and I find shorts a lot at the bins of BDG. So it's like yeah. that would be a one that uh, Plato's was passing on right now, Buffalo's passing on right now. But like come springtime, I think they would take those. Definitely. So yeah, that was crazy. We're as if you can tell, we're hyped. If you're listening and you've been considering trying this out, this is your sign. Just don't overthink it. Just take one bag in and see what happens because we were both really pleasantly surprised. Yeah, definitely. I feel like less intimidated now. If even if I went in now and like the next time and they didn't take anything, I feel like yeah, more confident now that we like know the process and like they've taken stuff from us before, so the pressure is a little bit off. <laughs> The first time is the scariest for sure. So it's like, once you get that under your belt, just don't yeah. take it personal. If they don't take anything, it could just be based on their inventory that they have in store and just be a manager could have told them like, Hey, we, we can't don't pick up this. Yeah. Or like right now we are full on inventory. We can't buy anything right now, you know? So like, true. Okay. Our next update this week. Can you believe we're still in the update section? <laughs> Yeah, we were talking for 30 minutes. I was actually just thinking maybe we should cancel the topic. That's fine. So, and we're only on our first bullet point of our updates. We're kind of thinking, if you guys don't mind, we'll plan to talk about the holidays and Poshmark in our episode that'll be coming out next week. I think it'll be a little more timely anyway, because it'll be like the week leading up to Christmas. And that kind of goes with our other holiday episode we had planned. And since we have so much to update on, we could just kind of do a reselling updates episode, answer a question, and yeah, Yeah. scrap our original plan. Because we have a lot more to discuss, and none of it's deletable. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) And I just remembered my case study I need to share. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. So let's switch gears and talk about eBay. We have a few updates for ebay and depop this week if you want to start yes so we had mentioned ebay in a recent episode because maddie has been doing a little research we called it uh just (laughs) keeping an eye on some different brands on ebay these auctions for sourcing for her poshmark closet and um after we had mentioned that in our episode i got a message on my instagram uh this week that I wanted to kind of share because it was crazy interesting. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that unfortunately I am banned from eBay right now. I had made an account over the summer. I had listed about 60 items to my eBay. And then like two days later, I tried to log in. It wouldn't let me. And I checked my email and it said that I was permanently banned from eBay. No idea why I hadn't made any sales yet. All my listings were legit and they weren't able to give me any reason in the email that said what I did wrong. So we had a listener message saying, Hey, I just wanted to share this with you. I had a similar thing happen to me on eBay that she opened an account and listed one item for sale. And she was shut down within 30 minutes after listing one item for sale. What? Yeah. So she said that she's done some research and it seems that eBay has some type of system in place where it's flagging. They must have had trouble in the past or been burned before with like new users. If people just are like listing items and not buying on eBay, that it somehow will flag certain accounts as like a scam account. 
even if it's like totally legit and they weren't really like she was trying to sell i was trying to sell we're not trying to scam ebay i don't really know what the right. issue is but it'll shut down your account if it shows that you're if, if you're like listing a bunch of items and i don't know why or if you're doing it too quickly and they think that you're a scam anyway she said that she tried for months to fix it and find out the actual reason but she's had zero luck with calling emailing and just been like really frustrating which is like exactly what i kind of felt like too i couldn't get to the bottom of why i've even been yeah canceled on ebay <laughs> And she said that she even tried selling from her husband's account a few months later. Yeah. And within 30 minutes of her listing some items on there, they limited his account to being buy only. So he couldn't sell on eBay. Um, wow. She said he's had his account since 2006. So like 15 years. And she's he's not allowed to sell on eBay anymore because his account is linked to hers through the IP address. Hmm. So it's like flagging that now his account is suspicious. Wow. She said suggested that people use like some type of stealth account when they get shut down, but she hasn't really looked into that. Not really sure how that works. And yeah, I just wanted to share the info that she had found from researching her situation, which sounds like exactly what happened to me. And she even listed less. I know. <laughs> I could kind of get if like I was like I was like powering out these listings and I think I was even using like a listing service so I was like putting mm -hmm. up some new listings pretty quickly um back in like June or July whenever I was doing that so I was like oh I could see how maybe they would flag that but she only listed one item that's crazy yeah that's I feel that's... like they, they're too willy-nilly about calling people scammers like I should at least have like a case or two open against me before they're even they must have a, a lot of issues with scammers if they're being this tight with yeah who they're letting in. Where it's I worth the money to them to just like put the kibosh on it early. Yeah. Where the, they must yeah. have some big trouble with the scammers, but because I remember getting started with eBay in the summer, I remember watching some like YouTube videos of like how to like tips for selling on eBay, and like one of the tips was to buy something first so then you you have like a rating as a yeah. buyer it kind of helps you seem like more legitimate yeah apparently <laughs> to apparently that, that's key yeah where i'm thinking that's like the only difference between mine and yours is i had bought something like six months ago like six months before i started listing something yeah and i, I haven't had any shutdowns i had i did end up taking all of my listings off ebay just because, I don't know, I was kind of worried about getting deleted. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm not seeing any traction. I should really put some up. Might as well, but it's, it, is, it just is ones, but... just so confusing. She yeah. sent me one more message after, because I had responded just kind of saying, yeah. yeah, that's like exactly what happened to me when I was first banned. I was so confused. It was like so hard to even find a number to try to call and email, and I wasn't even able to get any answers. Yeah. Um, and she said she wasted so much time trying to get answers and got nothing. She said they she did get some replies, but the answers were like super, uh, just very like almost robotic and just kind of like mm, these are just being sent out. It didn't feel like a human was really looking into her specific case, you know? Right. And she's like, I tried emailing. I used their chat, like no answers. And even like the email, like, like I got too. They really are just like, nope, like you're permanently banned. 
and no to be risk why. of us being a, a scammer and she's like it's like hard to not get offended <laughs> yeah listing one item and they already think you're a scammer like yeah that's crazy yeah so i just had to share that because it made me feel a little better knowing i'm not alone but it's still like they gotta work that out that's crazy yeah I know. And it's like, you hear stuff like that. And for you, I, especially, I feel like it's like, okay, well, it's just more worth your time to like cross list on Mercari where like, you don't have any issues like this, then yeah. try to figure out and get to the bottom of being able to use eBay, you know, yeah. like, it just like puts a bad taste in your mouth where I'm like, well, and then I don't even it just sell makes it me <laughs> have like fear of missing out when I see a lot of resellers do really well on eBay. And we talked about last week, how they have like by far the most active monthly users. users. Yeah. And it's like just kicked out of the club before I can even get started. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. But you have some eBay updates this week too. So we can go a little more positive. <laughs> I do. Last week I was doing some research, like we said, uh, watching some items on there. There's like a little button where you can like watch the know if it's like oh in two days it's gonna end like auction style so last week i let them all get away i got too cheap with the price this week i was like okay if it like i'm regretting the price that i let it go at last week if that same thing happens again this week i'm gonna do it and like we're gonna just try it and i was specifically looking at some jeans the same seller had some more options available today so i was like watching those earlier in the week and they all were like ending on Friday night, which I had my husband's holiday party on Friday night. So every once in a while, I was like checking my phone, like, <laughs> oh no, 13 minutes it ends. <laughs> and they, okay, long story short, they all did get away again. But I'm curious, like other people's tips on the auction style, because it's like, you get a notification when it's going to end in like, between like 15 and 10 minutes or whatever. And for example, I could see that this item had already gotten a couple bids, but like, when do you bid? Because you don't want to just like drive up the price before it gets really down to the wire, you know? Yeah. But like, so for There's this one, I was now. watching it, like right, at, I had it up in the last minute and I was like the winner. And then it was like, oh, you got outbid. And then I was the winner and then, or I was like leading and then I got outbid. And then there was like five seconds left. And I was like, oh, I'm going to wait until like the last second to like slide in under, under the radar. I feel like that's the way to do it. So you're not driving up the price with these other people right before, you know? Yeah. It's like the price went up like at least $10 in the last 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. I'm going to try that strategy next time. I now have a few more items that I'm watching that'll end in a few days again. But yeah, it's it's really interesting. I'm glad that I haven't like just bought all this stuff up front. <laughs> I feel like that's what I ran into last time where I got like overly excited and like overcommitted. This time you're taking your time, doing your research. Yeah. And like if the price gets too high, then I'm just out crazy world <laughs> it's so fun though it's like it's crazy at the very beginning of the auctions too to see these items they sometimes have them in like bundles too and it, the price is so low for the brands and it's just like oh my gosh this is 
just wild. It's fun to be a part of. <laughs> I know. I wish I could be a part of it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that is, I think you're going to find a good deal. And I'm proud of you that you're like taking it slow this time, reading yeah. all the fine print, making sure you get the best deal. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not about eBay, but I just also wanted to mention that I did make a sale on Depop this week, but then unfortunately I have not been managing my inventory well over there because I haven't even opened the app and it's a pair of boots that I already sold. So I'm going to have to reach no. out to her today and let her know that I have to cancel it. And it's kind of awkward on Depop because all the payment or the at least the way I have set, set up is it's through my PayPal. Yeah. So it's like the minute she bought them, it's kind of like you get paid up front. Right. So it's like the money already went to my PayPal. So it's like, you have to I, send it back somehow. Yeah. have to figure out how to do that, but that's gives me incentive worst. to get my inventory cleaned up over there. And also gives me incentive to start listing over there again, especially I was thinking um, some of my like vintage stuff from the bins Ooh. is a more Depop customer of like the nineties Y2K stuff, you know? Yeah. So, worth a try. Definitely. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I deleted my Depop account a few yeah. months ago. I was just like, "There's too many cooks in the kitchen. There's <laughs> too many apps going on." Yeah, if but, you can't have time to manage it correctly, then it's like you could get in this situation like I'm in now, where it's like, now it's like a bad impression because I sold something that I don't even have. Right. I like I would go on there and I'm like, all of like I don't have any of my new stuff over here because I haven't taken the time to cross list it. Like, yeah. I did. I hadn't made like a ton of sales on Depop anyway, so I might re-add it or add some items to eBay, but. I know. I'm like, I thought kind of thought I was in the clear because I know before, like if you don't open the app for so long, then it like doesn't deactivate you, but it kind of puts you on a pause where like no one can buy your items. Yeah. So I'm honestly confused how she was even able to buy this because I thought like I haven't been on Depop, so I don't know. Hmm. Maybe you like accidentally opened it one time without yeah, realizing. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it happens. So I have to deal with that. Crazy. Okay. I know we're going on and on, but we do have one last exciting update that we have to talk about because it was actually maybe the best moment of my life. I don't know. <laughs> so I went to the bins the other day and I went, it was the same day I went to Buffalo Exchange actually. And I had been posting on my stories like, it was a big day. I normally never post on Instagram, but I was kind of feeling just sharing what I was up to that day for some reason. Yeah. So I posted that I was heading to the bins and one of my friends from that reseller dinner let me know she was already at the bin. So I was super excited because it just felt like fun knowing someone when you get there, you know? Oh, yeah. So I get to the bins. I like see her. I like walk up to her and just catching up, chatting. And we're just talking. Uh next to each other shopping the side-by-side bins and I'm like mid-sentence and this girl comes up to me and she stops me and she's like hey I'm like so sorry to bother you but is your name Maddie (laughs) and I was like instantly I already knew it was gonna be on the podcast and I was so excited (laughs) I'm like oh my gosh no I'm Taylor and she's like oh my gosh you sound just like uh this girl on the podcast I listened to and I was like, oh, that's me and my sister. And she was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I was listening to it on the way here. Oh, my gosh. Oh that's my never happened gosh. to us. <gasps> that is so cool. Just so cool. Sighted in the wild. Sighted at the bins. I... Your voice is pretty distinct. They, well, she heard apparently it Apparently not, because she thought I was you. So 
I don't know if that's Close a compliment enough. or a burn to you. Close enough. <laughs> the amount of times I've been called Taylor in my life, like, Same, yeah, <laughs> not even so. faced. <laughs> yeah, that was just so exciting. If you, I don't know, it's like, we always talk about this, but yeah, it, when we're recording, it just feels like no one listens to this besides like us <laughs> and our family. So it was just so cool. I mean, when she said she was listening to it on the way there, that's just so weird to think about to me. So yeah. it was just a really, really cool moment. I know probably that will never happen again, but if for some reason you're ever at a thrift store and you see one of us, like, please talk to us. It would, like, please. My, yes. I'm still talking about it. This happened like a week ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we get messages sometimes too where people are like, oh, I just found your podcast today. I've been listening to it all day. I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, just going through the episodes. It's cool. This is not an ad, but um, we record through Anchor and they're affiliated with Spotify. So actually on our Anchor band, you have to look at it because they made us like a Spotify wrap for like our podcast user. And it gives really cool analytics about like this many people listen to a thousand hours of your podcast. That's oh just my like gosh. crazy to think about. Yeah. Really appreciate everyone listening. That was just a validating moment that really helped keep me excited about the podcast and excited about it was like already doing. a great day because of the buffalo exchange and all of that and then yeah got those little started. encouragements every now and then yet you get like you know when we first i feel like you know for a while we were recording the podcast and only our cousin shelby would message us questions about it <laughs> <laughs> and we've come clean about that before but and then like when we started now we actually do usually you know every week get uh, you know some messages from people listening and that was just so cool and that started i feel yeah. like when these little positive things happen it just gives you encouragement that you're like oh we're, you're on the right track definitely <laughs> so it was cool all right that ends our update section <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but we do have a listener question we wanted to go over today as well. We received a question: Do you have any modeling tips for Poshmark? Which is something we haven't really talked about before. Yeah, no, we've just talked about how we've been doing more modeling, but not really any details yeah. about how. And we've done a photography episode before, but that was also pre when we were super into modeling. So yeah. We do have a few tips and tricks, but actually this is a good segue into my case study that I've been dying to share with you. Oh, sorry. I've been keeping Maddie in the dark all week, being like, save it for the podcast. I'm going to tell you. Okay. Do you want to do so, that first? I want to do it first because it okay. talks about sorry. modeling photos. We, we mentioned during our fall recap that when we were scrolling through our souls, it seemed like a lot of modeling photos. So I wanted to get the numbers on that, you know? Ooh, so yeah. I looked at, this is a few days ago now, so it's not quite up to date, but a few days ago, I looked at my last hundred sold items that I had sold. Okay. And I made a breakdown of what kind of photo was the cover photo for the sold items. Now take this with a grain of salt. This doesn't mean it's only a hundred items. It doesn't mean that. I'm so excited. I did not know you did this. Yeah, I'm, I like, did this. So and then I want you to do it and you can share with me later. Okay. <laughs> So what was the results? Okay. So, okay. So I have four categories, flat lays, okay. hanger photos, stock photos, or modeling photos. Okay. So the lowest one of the hundred items, six items that sold were flat lays. That's that a makes little... sense. You don't have yeah. that many. 
I don't take that many flat lay photos. I mostly take hanger stock photos or modeling. So that makes sense. I won't be that many, but six did sell that were flat lays. Yeah. Or 14 of the items that sold were hanger picks. Just the item hung on my wall. That picture wow. that I took no stock photo and I didn't model it. Okay. 31 were stock photos. Oh my gosh. 49% were modeling photos. What? When I was making this list, I don't know, this is might be kind of niche, but we're big Hamilton fans. And there's <laughs> one song where they're like, John, whatever, I got sick after writing six essays. <laughs> Whoever, wrote, I can't remember their names. Someone wrote the 23 essays. Hamilton wrote the other 51. That's the modeling. The photo. modeling picks wrote the other 49. <laughs> Modeling photos were the other 49. Half of them are modeling. Wow. Okay, so many thoughts. The fact that the hanger picks was only 14, like, that is so motivating. Take more modeling picks. Yes, compared to modeling. Because usually it's like if we can find the stock photo, we're still probably going to use the stock photo just because it just looks better than I could ever model, you know? That was my question. So for the modeling picks, do you do that? Like if you have a stock photo, do you choose that over the modeling one or which one do you choose? I feel like if it's a newer brand, newer style, and I can find the stock photo, I'm still using the stock photo. Okay. If I can. But it is interesting to know that the modeling photo is still surpassed, but you have to take into account all the factors because it's like, I also have been sourcing at the bins a lot and have had to do a modeling photo a lot like you wouldn't be able to find stock photos yeah. for a lot of things so i think what your, your takeaway is best takeaway of all because it's like the modeling versus just doing a hanger photo it's kind of worth it to model yeah for sure even if it's way too big just figure it out i know that's like if something's too big i feel like the modeling pictures still work it's just when something's when too, too small. small i think specifically pants i always get pants and they're like way too small and it's like well <laughs> this is not gonna work that's where maybe i know the flat lays only had six so this would be something you have to test out but i think trying to do some type of more interesting cover photo because right. like i still sold six percent flat lays and i literally don't think i've taken a flat lay besides like of shoes yeah you know, so I, feel I know like- I feel like for pants, I'm usually able to find some kind of stock photo yeah. or I'm able to fit the pants on at least somehow, like strategically, <laughs> even yeah. if they don't close or something. Yeah. <laughs> Take a picture. <laughs> so I think you have a homework assignment for next week's episode. We need to get your stats. For oh, your for sure. I'll do it like right after this. I'm so excited. This is really <laughs> exciting. I think for mine, I shouldn't do a hundred though, because I don't have as many sales as you. I should think maybe I should do like 50 or what do you think that we can cut this? <laughs> I don't know. The hundred was easy. Cause then it's like, okay, I'll do a hundred. Yeah. That's really interesting information to have. And I I'm curious since our closets are a little different what my breakout is going to be so yeah. love it thanks for the case study that's no really problem. really just always it. here to do the research <laughs> for, for you and the listeners but anyway yes. back to our question do you have any modeling tips for poshmark <laughs> yeah so kind of like we were saying i mean if the item 
if you feel comfortable wearing the item, I typically take a modeling picture, even if it's not necessarily exactly my size. I mean, maybe we can just talk about our setup. So I take modeling pictures. I have like a windowsill that maybe hip height. And I just stack up a bunch of books on that and open the window and it's like facing the way. So like the sunlight's really coming in. So it gets like the best lighting possible. That's kind of like my top thing I'm looking for in taking the modeling pictures. I'm like, I really want these to like add value. So I want the lighting to look good. And I just like prop my phone up on there and set the timer for like three seconds. And then Typically, if I'm doing like a bunch of different tops, I'll just put on a pair of jeans. I'm kind of lazy with it. I could do a better job of like styling the outfits, but I just put on a pair of jeans that would like go with all of these and then take a few of with the self timer of like one with my hand on my hip, one with my hand, you know, on my hip, my fingers going the other way, one with maybe my hands like clasped in front of it. Yeah. Sometimes the poses I'll do like get a little more creative if there's like a an interesting detail feature. you want to show off. Yeah. Otherwise, I stick to the same like three poses. I think it's kind of nice too when you're looking like scrolling through the closet that they all kind of look the same too. That's kind of my process, I would say. How about yeah. you? Mine's similar. Um, I I take mine against the same wall that I take my hanger photos now. And the way it's set up with the window is there's a big window right to like the right side of the wall. Um, So it's well lit and I use a tripod. I think I've mentioned before, but I literally bought the tripod at the, at the Goodwill (laughs) for like five bucks. And it's not even for phones. Like it's for like, like DSLR camera, but I just, it has a little like flip up section and I literally very fancy setup have my phone like sits on it and rests and then I have a hair scrunchie around my phone. Works great. Secured. <laughs> um, I am hoping for that ring light stand <laughs> set up for Christmas this Reminder. year, but we'll see if anyone comes through for me. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I use and it's been working fine. For actual tips as far as like how to take the best modeling photos from what we found, because we've both been through the ringer with trying different approaches to this yeah um, like some people take like mirror photos some people take more like us where it's like the self-timer on you I think the most important things are of course taking your photos in square mode on your phone if you don't know yes. that tip that will save you like a lot of time um, making sure that it's cropped correctly like on the item that way you want it it can get a little distorted if you take it in the regular mode and then realize like you were a little too zoomed in and then you have to kind of figure mm-hmm. that out what you want to do. So taking it in square mode. And for me, for the modeling photos, I like putting all my hair on top of my head. Yeah. So I don't same. have to worry about like my hair being like in the photo or like looking good if I'm like scrubbing it that day. <laughs> and then I take the photo cropped like my neck down. So my face isn't in it. Yeah. Just so I don't have to worry about like, me too. I have a fa- <laughs> like good facial expression. So that's a big tip for me. Cause then it's really just about the outfit for me for modeling. You do want to try to like style the piece in a way that's like pretty realistic to like how you could actually wear it. But we also do both try to keep it simple 
and just wear like a simple base layer outfit. So I have like a pair of like high rise jeans and a white tank top that I literally like yeah. keep in my posh room. And that's like my photographing outfit. So once in a while, if, so, if, it, if that combo doesn't like look good with whatever I'm going to be modeling, I will like put a different pair of pants on or switch out the top or something. But I feel like with a white tank top and jeans, you can throw like a cardigan over it. You can throw a jacket over it. You can throw a pullover sweater over it. Yeah. Really, like, most things look pretty good with that outfit. So that keeps it fast. And then my other tip for the photo taking is get try to get your camera, like, as straight on to the piece as possible. I think that's something that I've been working on, like, perfecting since I first really started taking modeling photos over the summer. I used to take my photos with, like, the camera on a desk, just, like, leaned against this plant on my desk. And the photos still looked pretty good, but there was like a slight like upwards angle to me mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. And I've noticed now that I'm using the tripod or if you don't have a tripod, like stack up some books or anything to get your phone. So it's more like actually like straight on a straight on angle, I think is more flattering for the items. Definitely. Yeah. It's like less distracting too. of like, I don't know, looking at yeah. all together. It just kind of gives a cleaner look. Yeah. Yeah, I do that too. I grab a stack of books and then I put my phone on and figure out the angle. And then if I'm taking like a, if the listing is like a pair of jeans or something, then I'll like take a few of the books off and like back up and try to fit that in. Yeah. Oh, actually it's about pants. Something I've kind of been wanting to try and I got to give credit to the idea. If you follow basic posh babe on Instagram, she takes a lot of modeling photos and She said, I think she got the idea from Madewell. They like a lot of their pants photos. They have like a, just like a stool, like a wooden basic stool. And she'll use that. And then you kind of sit on the stool and like bend your legs on the little footrest on the stool. And she gets really good pants pictures doing that. Yeah, I feel like it's hard to do the pants modeling standing up to yeah. get the whole pants in because you have to like back all the way up. I always am like on my tippy toes as much as possible. Yeah, and, like, and you have to figure out like if you're going to be barefoot or if you should put shoes on yeah. or what pose to do to kind of fit it all in. I feel like for pants, like we always do like the booty picture of like the back pocket of jeans. But yeah. to get That's like a, a full idea. shot of the pants, I liked her idea to get a stool. And it's like I see those stools all the time at the thrift store. Of just like a plain wooden like kitchen right. bar stool for a couple of bucks. That might be kind of worth it to try out. Check yeah. out her closet for for pants photos for modeling. It it just I like the look of that, and I think that's something I want to try. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's pretty much all our tips for modeling. Yeah, if you ever have any other questions, definitely send us a DM or email us at sistersuposh at gmail.com. All right. So next up. We are bringing to you live our Posh News Update. Each week, we'll give you an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, or what's going on in the reseller community. All right, so this week's Posh News Update is a pretty big one. They have come out with a bulk upload feature. So instead of listing your items one at a time you can basically fill out a template and upload the template and all the pictures and save a lot of time. So we looked at this a little bit. It seemed pretty user-friendly where 
you just download like an Excel spreadsheet and fill in all the columns you would fill in on Poshmark already. You'd have to be on a desktop, I should mention that, to do this. But you just fill out the columns, which is nice that, you know, you could do it all together because I feel like a lot of the descriptions, we're following the same format for each of the items and just like updating certain, you know, keywords for that specific item. But typically we say something about the condition, say something about the size. So it would be nice to already have that format going and then just like update those for this specific item. And then once you have it all filled in, you upload that spreadsheet back into Poshmark and then you can attach all the photos you want with those listings. And then there's a place basically where then you match up which photos go with which ones. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, we just haven't had the chance to really try it out for ourselves, but we just looked in uh, where you download the template and took a look around. Yeah, um, it seems like it will be kind of a good feature to have, especially if you are doing a bunch of listings all in one day. Definitely. Just Do you to, typically list on a computer or your phone? So what I've been doing with the bin stuff, especially since I've been doing usually a bunch of listings all in one day, is I take all the photos and then I've been just making drafts of just the photos. I don't fill in anything else about it. So I basically just on my phone, it's just easier for me because all the pictures are already on my phone. I don't have to worry about like airdropping them. And yeah. I, you could upload them from your computer too, but I just think it's fast on my phone to just create items, but I don't even put like a title. I don't put any description. I don't fill out any of the brand. I literally just add the, all the photos that are going to go with this listing and then, you know, save it as a draft. And then after I have all the photos, like all in their little individual drafts, then I log on to Poshmark on my laptop get a little comfy, get a little cozy. And then I just start typing all the information in. That's and a that's, critical step. <laughs> that's worked well and been pretty fast. Oh yeah, you gotta get comfy cozy. But it's worked pretty well and it's been pretty fast. So I don't, I'm interested to see if yeah. this will be faster because it seems very similar to that where it's like you're kind of doing all the typing at once and then just adding the photos to it. Right. So Where like if you had like 10 sweaters from the bins in this template you could just like copy you know the column for category you'd copy the word sweaters all the way down rather than yeah touching you can kind of get some codes click. going with it and just yeah so yeah i agree i think if you had a bunch of items we should definitely try it out yeah and... definitely worth a try poshmark always come out with something new all right so we will be like we said we'll be skipping our poshmark Christmas for the holidays discussion until next week but don't worry we are not skipping the goals, goals update. update so last week we set goals for the month of December and let's see how they're going Taylor yeah um so December's off to an okay start so far I am at $1,166. My goal is to hit 5000 again. So I'm not, I'm tracking behind on that right now, to be honest. It's been slow still, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> when we get to uh, my update. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. We've been listing, we've been, yeah. you know, sh sharing consistently. We, we did have a question about that this week too on Instagram. 
of someone being like making sure that we knew about automated sharing that we're yes. not clicking all the buttons just so you guys know we have touched on that before but we both do we we are not clicking share on every item we use sh- sharing automation so just so you know but yeah we've been like our closets have been being shared we're doing everything we need to do that we can control yeah. we've been listing new items copy listing old items over like just kind of been slow but anyway my other goals were to be at 600 listings as quickly as possible here i was doing really good with listing this week so i'm up to 555 listings and i have inventory still to list so it's just a matter of working through and getting up to that number so i think nice. I should, all, all things going according to plan this is like a full work week for me still this week before yeah. we get into the true holidays so i think i can do it so i'm feeling good about that and then my other goal was to go to the bins i can't remember what my actual goal was with that but i think it was to go like a couple times a week again so I have gone to the bins three times so far this month. So I'm feeling good about that. I've been getting tons of stuff there. And now I'm just even more excited to go to the bins to stop through Buffalo Exchange on the way home and hopefully definitely make some trades, trading post. <laughs> awesome. What about you? Yeah, kind of similar story on the sales being a little slow early this month i'm only at 250 dollars, where my goal is a thousand so a little behind but i mean a couple items here and there it could really that story could change very quickly so not gonna lose hope on that goal my other goal was to do like three re-photographing sessions i'm calling it during the month so three different days taking some new photos for lit listings I already have to kind of give them a better chance of being sold. And I have done this once so far this month. I was actually making some like bundles again. That has worked for me in the past with Outdoor Voices items. I don't know why, but my Play-Dohs always has like a bunch of Outdoor Voices active wear. So I made some sets of based on size of some like legging sets, I found like a tennis dress recently. So I threw that in with some leggings as well. And I did a couple bundles by brand and size as well. So I made a couple free people bundles for like size small, size extra small, just trying some different things. And yeah, they've gotten some likes. I'm feeling pretty good about it. So yeah, we'll see where that goes. We're on the right track. Yes. Awesome. Well, we'll keep you guys updated. I'm sure our sales are going to just turn around at any second. We're going to be happy to report next week with some record-breaking sales. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Sisters Who Posh. If you have any questions or a listener win you'd like us to talk about on an upcoming episode, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at sisters who posh or you can email us at sisters who posh at gmail.com yes and if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts or let your friends on social media know you're listening to our podcast that really helps us grow our podcast so we really appreciate it awesome well we will talk to you next week love you tay love you too bye bye